I say whatever I say, comma, right now, because that could change <laughs> in five minutes. It could change yes. in two weeks. So for, for the better or the worse. Texas live in Texas, <laughs> and Texas is a place I'd really love to be. Yeah. But all my exes live in Texas, and that's why I hang my hat in Tennessee because this is episode number 190 of the Promo wow. Front Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, let's call him the Lieutenant of the Lone Star State, the one and only Kirby Hossaman. Kirby! How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Doing great. As you alluded, I, I'm back uh, in Ohio, having done a yep. kind of a whirlwind trip uh, to Texas to the ASB um, conference, which was really, really interesting and really fun. And I'm, we may talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. It's always it's always challenging when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm in the office, I'm out of the office, trying to find that rhythm of getting work done and stuff like that is always like sort of the the fine line I'm trying to walk. So I'm, I'm doing pretty well, though. How about you, bud? I'm doing great. I'll be walking the same line. And one of the reasons I sang that song is because you are coming back from Texas yes. uh, in a week and a half. I am going from you went to the American Solutions for Business uh, yep. uh, annual sales meeting and spoke there. I am going to Fort Worth, which you where you were at yep. uh, in 10 days because I'm speaking <laughs> at ASI Fort Worth. So we are like two ships passing in the night. And you never know when those two ships are going to collide. Um, but we are definitely passing uh, through the night. And, you know, one of the things I like about travel, Kirby, is that it breaks things up, right? Because yeah. I, I don't know about you, you know, and, and, and I was thinking about your trip and I was thinking about my trip and travel and I'm like, that got me to thinking. This <laughs> things often, often do, do, Kirby. Yeah. I don't know about you, but having been in this industry for as long as we both have, sometimes we get, I don't, I don't know, a bit bored with all the same old products you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes yeah. it's really hard to knock our client's socks off with something fresh and new. And I think that's why I'm so excited and thrilled that our sponsor today is Bam Bams. Now, sure, heck, we all know them for the same amazing merchandise uh, or some amazing merchandise like knitwear, socks, beanies, yeah. scarves, things like that, and truly fabulous sports marketing products. Of course, we know mm. Bam Bams for that. But however, what people may not know is that Bam Bams is continuing to change the game when it comes to being a supplier. Now, Kirby, I have three did you knows. Number one, did you know that they are the made-to-order experts, especially for their Bolt line of merchandise that's produced in one week or less with a minimum order quantity of one. Now, that's four. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. cool. That's Pretty new. Number two, yeah. to reduce shipping and costs and time, their main warehouse is now centrally located just where you came from and where I'm heading to in Texas. Okay. What other supplier makes an investment like that to help distributors? That's a pretty big one. Yeah. My favorite though, Kirby, might be um, the phenomenal cooler brand from Texas, uh, is Frio. So a lot of we see a lot of suppliers partnering with retail brands. Yeah, Bam Bam's just said, we like that brand. We're buying it. They're not partnering <laughs> with Frio. They just went ahead and bought it. 
Wow. And that's how you change the game. Um, and it's tested better than any merchandise from a company that rhymes with Betty. So uh, <laughs> now Kirby, isn't it refreshing to see a supplier that's consistently changed, uh, changing the game in our industry? Yeah, I think it makes it very interesting to work with as a distributor too, because I think that all of us are looking for innovation and new ideas and our clients ask us for that. And so when you partner with a supplier that's doing it for you, it makes your life yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. I say that every <laughs> week, but every week you top the previous week, Kirby. Yeah. But there's one more way Bam Bams has changed the game. They've built a custom portal just for distributors that makes ordering self-promos as fast and frictionless as possible. And you can visit that at bambamsselfpromo.com and see how Bam Bams is always changing the game. All right, Kirby. Uh, I think I said I have the upfront part of the podcast. But I'm wrong. Yeah, you have say, the upfront part. I was going to say, I thought I did. I thought I did. Um, you so, do. So, I actually, so, believe it or not, have some topics. It's crazy. <laughs> well, color me surprised. Kirby, <laughs> yeah. thank you for having the courage to prepare for this particular broadcast. <laughs> what would you like to tell us to start off with? Okay. So, I have, remember a couple of weeks ago when I kind of had a double whammy topic? Um, it, was the, it was the week that you were whining about Taylor Swift fans. Um, it was, um, so just, just that was just for your benefit. Um, so I came up with two topics and one of them, and I'm going, I'm going to do the same thing today. Okay. Um, so the one is just a really super why, why quick about, shout out. Why about Taylor Swift fans? No, no, they don't bother me at oh, all. I think okay. they're great. Um, and so, uh, I want to give, because I, as a part of that sort of double whammy topic, I was calling out ASI, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, that I was frustrated with yeah. the wall that kind of was put up around content. Yeah. And both you and I got a lovely email from Michelle Bell recently um, to let us know that, you know, bring that wall down, right? So she wrote us, yeah. and by the way, I, I think I said this in the email back. I'm like, she can send me an email every day. She's such a great writer. She makes me smile. Yeah. And so ASI has uh, removed that content wall so that when they put out stuff, you can actually go there. I actually went myself just to make sure that, you know, that I wasn't um, being an idiot when I said this, but I went out to ASI Central and their news thing and I was able to click through and I am excited. So A, thank you. Thank you, ASI. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. You guys, as I said on the podcast, do great work and mm -hmm. I want people to have access to it. So that's really cool. Right. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Um, and I know, I'm sure that they had this in the in the works for months and months and months, but I think we should take credit for it. That's that's what I think. I, well, I, I think we've complained about it. <laughs> Maybe that complains the word. You don't complain. Apparently that's my job. Um, <laughs> I think we've discussed it enough times where it, it, it it is. It was an issue because ASI, their editorial staff, does such a phenomenal job yeah, they do. in breaking industry news, reporting industry news, even the deep dive type of of articles. And it's a shame that that you know that was always behind a paywall. Mm -hmm. And I know ASI is a for profit company, and so they should do what they want to do in order to monetize everything that they do. However, you can monetize almost everything and still have a public service portion of your um organization and i think that news that editorial staff is almost a public service so at least to the industry so i i'm i'm 
thrilled that the paywall is gone. I think I'm most thrilled though, with that email that Michelle sent was lovely. And then her and I got into an, a separate email discussion on our mutual love of one John Taylor from Duran Duran, which was awesome. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I, I, and it's probably best that I got pulled off of that because when the first email said something about John Taylor, I was like, I I don't know who that is. So, um, what? so, so, uh, a, I know that I complained about it a couple of weeks ago, so I wanted to give a shout out and at least say that that is different now, but my full topic is exactly what you talked about. So we, uh, yeah. I, I had a whirlwind trip. I went down to Fort Worth, Texas for the American mm -hmm. solutions for business conference. I was honored that they, um, asked me yeah. to come and speak. Um, that was really cool. I got to see Dana Zezo and Brandon Kennedy and Chris Stevens, um, who, by the way, the, I'd never actually met Chris Stevens in person. And so this was okay. the, 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 actual example of turning a handshake into a hug. Like literally we yeah. greeted with an embrace and that was great. Taylor Borst, all, yeah. you know, tons of people down there. That was great. Sure. So the question I got a ton, and this was um, mm -hmm. part of the topic here is I got a, from suppliers and distributors alike after they're like, what are you doing here? Yep. <laughs> um, like they kept asking, how's your year going? Okay. And you know, it's, we're nearing the end of February and you know, I know how I answered it, but I'm always like, this is a weird time of year to answer that question because it is still it really is. toward the beginning of the year. I think you said last week, it's like February 15th is like your, you know, like a- It is no longer the beginning of the year starting February 16th. That okay. is correct. I've checked the calendar. It's kind of official. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I know a lot of times it's like, okay, I look back at the first quarter and then I feel like I have- an actual look at what the year's going like. So A, how's your year going? And B, like how do you answer that this time of year? I mean, I have some thoughts, but I'm just kind of curious of how you're doing it. Um, so it's a great question, you know, ups and downs, you know. Sure. And, and you've been an entrepreneur your entire life. I think you were born an entrepreneur. I look mm -hmm. at you as a serial entrepreneur. I feel like you're restless in the best sense of the word. You like doing something new all the time. I always had some of those characteristics, but I don't think I really ever applied it until uh, Brandivate kicked off. I used to joke I was an accidental yeah. entrepreneur, and and now I've turned into more, much more, an intentional entrepreneur. And so that that can be very much a roller coaster ride, depending sure. on not just the the week or the day, but sometimes the hour. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you know yeah. that better than anybody. So. <laughs> I think it's a difficult question, you know, to question to answer. It's almost like whatever I answer is, is, uh, you know, with the, I say, whatever I say, comma right now, because that could change <laughs> in five minutes. It could change yes. in two weeks. So for, for the better or the worse, for the better, or the right. Worse. I, I, you know, I was just, I was just telling you, you know, knock on wood, uh, things are going, my year's going very, very well. I, I shifted things. I think we talked about this on the podcast. I shifted things, um, that I really wanted to set 2024 up before 2023 even ended. Right. And so by December 15th, which is again, the official end of the year, don't look at the calendar. It really ends December 15th, not December 31st. Um, I had 2024 for the most part set up in terms of who are my clients? So what are we doing? What's my staffing look like? What does the budget look like? What does profitability and all that stuff look like? All those fun things we do as entrepreneurs. And then 2024 happens and, added a client here 
happened to add a client there and then add a client there and a lot of unexpected things like that. So uh, I would answer the question right now, my year is going very, very well. Mm-hmm. I am actively seeking to um, staff up. Mm-hmm. I just made a pretty major investment in a, um, a complete tool and agency tool to help run my business. Um, And I'm excited about that. And I have to thank you for turning me on to that uh, 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 solution. So right now, uh, let me, let me say it exactly the way I'd say it. Kirby, right. My year is going awesome right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was interesting because I found myself answering, well, January was solid. February has been really good. Mm -hmm. So I broke it down almost monthly, but that's what sort of got me to thinking where I'm like, okay, but how do I measure that? Because it's like, because it is so dictated by customer behavior and customer behavior, I can't necessarily uh, control. control Right. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that we did last year that was helpful and I found Mm -hmm. again in asking myself this question, um, it, I realized that we'd gotten out of the habit of giving ourselves a weekly scoreboard, a weekly yeah. dashboard of, of saying, okay, yeah. but what sales look good, which is how I think most of us uh, measure our success in the moment, which is why it's so in the moment. But what does activity look like? What does invoicing look like? What is, you know, right. how many presentations have we sent? How many meetings have we had? Right. Like, because I think often that's an indicator of next month you know, or two months from now. And I think, you know, most of us have lived through that time where we're like, man, we're killing it right now. But if you look at your proactive stuff while you're killing it, it looks like shit because you're busy taking care of the orders you have. I feel that. So it's not a judgment, right? But I think that's one of the things as I was answering the questions, I'm like, okay, last year, our first part of the year was killer. It was really good. And then it fell off a cliff because we weren't doing the proactive stuff. And so I want, you know, in doing that, I'm like, I need to get a better answer for that. But I also need to have the metrics to to back it up, if that makes sense. It it makes total sense. And here's the thing, you know, business fluctuates. And we, you know, especially I think in the industry we're in, you focus completely on on, uh, end users purchasing merchandise. If they start cutting back their spend, that's not something you can necessarily control. Right. And it does impact your business. I my uh, my business tends to be obviously I'm focused on suppliers and distributors in the promotional products industry, but generally it's a retainer based. And mm-hmm. and so if if things are not going well, if they need to um if things are not going well in their business and they need to make budgetary cuts, I am I know my my head's going to be on that chopping block regardless of the good job we may have done for them. So it's one of those things you know I'm always when things are going well really well I'm always looking around like, okay what what's what's about to happen here. You know I I do have that mentality but not to a fatalistic sense it's more of a okay let's just make sure things are good now and and but I need to keep going forward. I still need to be proactively trying to find new clients and things like that. And that's yeah. why, you know, we're at a point now investing in that agency software. Yeah. Uh, it's a big investment for us. It's expensive, yeah. but it's worth it. And it's going to streamline my business. Yeah, uh, looking great. to hire people. I already have a couple of people on staff to help with the back end and accounting things and, and, and a part-time executive administrator. But now I think need more full-time graphic design in, in, in instead of the part-time stuff. So it's exciting uh, mm-hmm. for me, you know, you know, we launched, we launched the company in, in 2020 and you get people excited and people know you and they're excited for you. And then that, that excitement wanes pretty quickly. And now it's time to put up or shut up. 
And I don't feel like we hit our stride as an organization really until I'd say summer of last year, mm-hmm. um, where it felt like, okay, this is, you want to, you want to build it into a machine, not that yeah. it runs itself, but that it's, there, there's not a lot of friction internally. There's certainly no friction externally for clients that it's a smooth operating machine. You can bring on new clients. If, if a client has to leave that, that doesn't keep the machine from going. And so, you know, again, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything and put anything negative out in the universe, but that that's my answer for right now. And it sounds like you're having a good start to year two. I think you're right though. You, especially knowing how you are, getting back to those weekly numbers and, yeah. you know, numbers for you, you know, anybody in, in the distributor side, how many, how many outreaches, how many calls, whatever you want to call it, yeah. uh, turn into how many meetings, turn into how many presentations, turn into how many orders. It's, yeah. it's the math always works. I don't care mm-hmm. how brand new you are into the business. I don't care that it's 2024. That, that, that formula works and it yeah. always will. Yeah. It's good stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, very good stuff. Hey, Kirby, I know I know you think there's the best thing in our industry is quality branded merchandise, but you're wrong. That's <laughs> right. There's something even better than quality branded merchandise. That's quality branded merchandise. That's part of an end of the season sale. Okay. That's right, Kirby. Our pals over at Canada have their three most plush and luxurious blankets on sale to celebrate the end of winter. Something I know you're always ready to celebrate. Yes. <laughs> the 50 inch by 60 inch original lamb's wool, the plush era throw and the velvet fur throw all are on sale through April 30th, 2024. And the prices are so low. I've actually been told that they would send someone to my house to break my kneecaps if I told you how low these prices were during this broadcast. So I won't do that. that. Yeah, No, can't have that. We won't have that. We shan't have that. But if you go over to the canadagroup.com, you can see that amazing pricing for yourself. And the so it's amazing pricing on equally amazing project. Uh, 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 products. So head over to the group.com. All right, Kirby, let's talk about rebranding. Okay. I wouldn't mind. So I had actually this teed up for last week, um, but we ended up talking about uh, Super Bowl commercials and how merchandise was really incorporated into the Super Bowl commercials this year. And I think we really enjoyed that conversation. Um, I want to talk about the rebranding of Tiger Woods, though. So mm, okay. I talked about about two months ago, he, you know, what a seismic shift it was in sports apparel marketing that Nike and Tiger Woods, after I think 28 years, severed, severed ways. Yep. Uh, the most popular athletic line tied to a an athlete in the history of ever. Um, and they decided to end that partnership. Now, I think we all kind of were, okay, He's now with TaylorMade. I wonder what they're going to do. Well, they have announced what they're doing. It is called Sunday Red. Um, And it's a lifestyle brand, obviously, like I said, in partnership with TaylorMade. Now, the logo is basically the stripes of a tiger. um, And that will form forms the outline. Makes sense. Names Tiger Woods and all that. But what was interesting is that the logo placement is right here in the middle of the shirt, right under the three-button placket of the polo, as opposed to a left chest or a sleeve. It's right in the middle of the shirt, just underneath that placket. Extremely, extremely prominent. Now, the question I have for you, what would your expectations be? If you're tailor-made, you've certainly made an investment in Tiger Mm -hmm. Woods, uh, his skills are waning as much as, you know, he still really drives golf. 
his his uh, skills are waning. He had to withdraw from a tournament last week uh, after having some back spasms, even though it was the flu that actually caused him to withdraw. But he had a couple shanks out there, and he's mm-hmm. obviously had quite a few injuries that are very well documented. So how will this brand, do you think, perform? What would your expectations be if you're tailor-made compared to what Tiger, the Tiger and Nike partnership accomplished? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it. There's no way that you can compare the two, um, just because when but yet I did. Yeah, well, when when Nike was uh, sponsoring Tiger, I mean, he was at the height of yeah. his powers, right? Um, right. You know, I think there, but it is reasonable to have really good expectations when you consider that. I have to think Michael Jordan sold a lot more um, merchandise after his playing career than he did during. Um, right. But I think a lot of the the notoriety kicked off during and it's still the same yeah. brand and all that sort of thing so that's it's not equal um yeah I, I by the way and i i gotta think that this is something that's a point of contention with some people i think the logo placement love it i actually really like that i think it gives flexibility for if you want to do co-branding with it right there to me is perfect and the fact that I it's have always there love it um mm-hmm. and so uh i i think you could have really great expectations depending on tiger's continued participation in golf and that doesn't necessarily mean he needs to be playing in the masters like he could be playing on the seniors tour he could be playing he could be commentating he could be doing whatever there's a lot of things that he could do to drive brand recognition on that so definitely not what nike had but i think it's still a really interesting partnership Agreed. I, I agree on a lot of things. I want to talk real quick. We'll go quickly here. Yeah, that's um, fine. Agree that you can't place any realistic expectations that would even approach what Nike and Tiger Woods sure. accomplished together. So I'm sure those are tamped down. Like you, I I love the logo placement. It's something I never thought of yet. It's so simple and yeah. perfect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's whoever decided to do that uh, should get I don't know, probably a free dozen golf balls or something as a bonus because that was pretty awesome. Um, and I do like that a lot because if, and if, and if I'm now spot, if he's going to wear other sponsorships on his sleeve, I, I'm sorry, anywhere on his anywhere. A shirt, I would not allow it on the left or right chest. I want that front just Sunday red. Now, where I do disagree with you slightly is I think it really, I think the success of this really does depend on how well Tiger plays when he does play. The whole name of the brand is Sunday Red. Mm. Now, I, that means, I, to me, that means I, I, if he's not playing on Sunday, you're not going to see him as often. You know, that's how golf tournaments work, uh, especially at the professional level. And his skills are are waning if they haven't already waned. I agree with you, though, if he keeps playing select uh select tournaments i do think he needs to be at the masters i do think he needs to be at all the majors um and then start moving toward maybe the senior tour things like that i think that will help my biggest concern is it reminds me when i see golf right now it reminds me of nascar about 20 years ago Mm -hmm. nascar 20 years ago was at the peak of its power uh people were talking about how mainstream it was you had people like jimmy johnson not the football coach you had jeff gordon who was extremely popular you had uh, tony stewart also very popular you had giant corporations really involved in pumping all manner of money into nascar man that went away because the stars aren't there anymore jimmy johnson kind of still drives here and there but does indy 500 
Jeff Gordon, you know, retired years ago, Tony Stewart retired years ago. And there's not those, there's not the people behind him behind those three that really picked up the pace that kept that fan interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry about that with golf, you know, you know, once, once tiger stops playing, yeah, he's always going to be there. Just like people always watch the Daytona 500 when it's not rained out, but you're not going to get that sponsorship money. You're not going to get that, that, that visibility. And so I wonder if we're seeing a little bit of the waning of golf. I hope not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, by the way, I'm not predicting that. Right. I just don't know. I think right now golf at the professional level is at a very critical moment. The PGA tour and the live golf tour have, have merged. I don't yeah. even know what that really is going to mean long-term. You do have some, some uh, you know, great stars like Scotty Scheffler, who, who is a wonderful golfer, fun to watch, but he doesn't have that cachet Tiger Woods had. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know where that type of branding sponsorship goes when it feels like the sport is at very much of a tipping point. Yeah. I, I So again, I, so I want to go both branding and sports on this for a second. So number one, sure. I think we said the same thing about the NBA after Michael. Um, and it was like, it took a LeBron James, which was a little bit after to, to kind of, right. to bring it back. And I think the NBA is in as good a shape as it's ever been. Um, so I think that that has to do what a buddy of mine said, it's not about X's and O's, it's about Jimmy's and Joe's. Like, I think sometimes, especially with those sports where the individual is more prominent, if there, there's going to be up and down, um, for, so I would guess the same is true with golf. Another person who's interesting will come along. That being said, and it, I, I hadn't thought about this until like you were discussing this about mm-hmm. Tiger being there on Sunday. Yeah. To me, again, Michael Jordan's brand got LeBron James to wear the gear, right? Like, so to yeah. me, maybe the next iteration of this, the Sunday red, the person playing on Sunday is Charlie Woods. It's yep, exactly like it's, it's the next go. generation of golfers who are wearing Sunday red with an homage back to the dominance of tiger. And I mean, I got to think that's part of the plan. And again, this is the first I'm thinking about this much more smart right. people than me have, have given this thought. Sure. Well, and here, here's what the difference is. I understand your basketball analogy, but that's still a team sport. Yeah. You had Jordan, but he had stars around him. Even when he was the star, he had stars around him and it's a fast paced sport. Golf is slow. You watch people walk. You watch people stand over a golf ball. And it's very individualized. And so I do think it's going to take the next big golfer sure. to take to, to maintain, not take it to the next level. I don't think there is a next level for golf. I think we're that that was it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and that's not a bad thing. Everybody peaks. You know, all things mm-hmm. peak. And I do think the world is hoping that it's Charlie Woods, his son. And that's where I was going to go. And you, you stole my thunder there. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, but no, you're right. No, no, I'm joking. You're right. And that's a lot of pressure. That is a lot of pressure. And, and it, it's a very, it, again, really interesting stuff, but the branding I think was on point. I think it's a wonderful partnership and I, I wish everybody much success. Kirby, do you have another topic for us? Yeah, we're getting toward the end of it, aren't we? Um, I guess we yeah. are. Okay, so we'll try and make this one fairly quickly. I just thought this was interesting and it's content related. So John Oliver, who hosts the Emmy Award winning Lash Week Tonight with John Oliver. So he he hosts that and it's on HBO Max, Max, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, And generally speaking, when it comes out, and I think it's on Sundays, I'll have to look through my notes here. Um, But then the next day, his big rant it's usually 20 minutes he Mm -hmm. takes on a different topic each time it's on youtube and i have never watched that show on max 
Um, I always watch it on YouTube. They're making a shift. Um, so they are essentially still going to put it on YouTube, but they're going to push the, the thing to Thursdays. So it won't come out immediately with the idea that they still want to drive people. They don't want to wait to see it. If people are talking about it, they want to drive people yeah. to it. Um, I, I have mixed thoughts on this and I'm kind of curious to know what you think about this. Like you've, we've seen a lot of folks who it's like, okay, they've got the show, they put it on YouTube and, and in yeah. interest of transparency, it's literally how I felt found Ted Lasso. Right. Like I, I wasn't going to Apple and then I watched a bunch of clips on YouTube and I was like, okay, I really want to see this. And so then right. I got the subscription to Apple TV. So I'm curious to know what you think about them moving. They're not taking it off. They're just delaying right putting it out there on YouTube. What do you think? Kirby, the entertainment industry is in complete scramble mode because yeah. none of them know exactly how, when, and where to push their content. I, we used to look at the, the 50s and 60s. I, they used to call that the golden age of television. There is so much, obviously, more content produced today yeah. and i would argue that the quality of it is off the charts to the point i have a list in my phone of about 50 shows i've been meaning to get to <laughs> and i just can't find the time to do it right i think for what you're talking about with last week tonight and john oliver and and that does debut on max and then when do we you know do we use youtube as a secondary outlet are we going to use YouTube as a as a primary, uh, you know, inter interest gathering outlet? I don't think anybody knows how to really monetize it because what I see all these streaming services doing is what cable TV used to do. It was cheap at first, and then yeah, we're going to just move it up a couple bucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't notice. And then all of a sudden, you know, my, my bills, because, and it's not a centralized bill anymore. Yeah. Right. You know, I, you know, we have so, however many streaming services plus YouTube TV plus this, I don't think anybody knows. And so what I think we're in that moment of everybody's trying everything and a, how do we get more eyeballs on this particular piece of content? And then they internally, the, the global, they over at max have to decide what is more valuable. Is it more valuable for people to see last week tonight on Max? Or is it more valuable for us to have them see snippets of it on YouTube? Uh, I think Saturday Night Live goes through this, this mm -hmm. type of challenge. You know, they're they're live, I don't know, 30 weeks a year on uh probably less than that on Saturday night from 1030 to midnight central or eleven thirty to one a.m. Eastern. You can do the math on the rest of the time zones. But the next day. It's on Hulu, so I can watch it all the way through on Hulu, or I subscribe to the Saturday Night Live channel on YouTube, and I get just the the, the, the sketches, yeah. so I can just see what I want. So I don't think anybody knows, and so I don't really have an answer to your question, and it's a question I don't remember what you asked, so I just wasted everybody's time with my little rant there. No, I think I think your point's well taken is that I think they're all trying to figure it out. Um, and so, and I think there's a distinction here too, just to be clear with YouTube, um, they put like his whole 20 minute segment. It's not a clip. of Right. It. Like, you know what I mean? No, I understand, but it's not the whole show. It's that segment. Yeah, right. That's fair. Um, it's the so, monologue for lack of a better term. Yeah. So, um, at first I was annoyed when I saw this, mainly because I watch it, uh, you know, I like the, right, your the Monday piece of content. Routine. Yeah. 
Um, But the more I think about this, the more I think this makes sense. I think, yes, you want to create, if if you want to see it and see it when everybody's talking about it, you need to go and pay for the subscription. And obviously there's a lot of other content with Max. So this might be a tipping point to get you subscribed. So I actually, the more I think about this, the more I don't have a problem with it. And for me, I'm not going to do that because I don't watch enough TV for me to have another streaming service. So I won't do it. Right. And I'll still have the ability to do it and you'll still get your brand. So I, I actually think this makes sense. That being said, like with Spotify, Spotify took Joe Rogan and they're like, okay, we're just going to, it's going to be exclusively here. Right. I guarantee you that affected eyeballs there because oh, now 100%. they're renegotiating and Joe Rogan's coming back to YouTube, which I think is interesting. So I, I, again, to your point, I think we're all just trying to figure it out. Um, and so I don't know what the answer is, but I, I do think it's interesting that we're watching this happen sort of in real time. Well, it's like any other content. We started off this podcast talking about ASI editorial content. Um, and it's the company's choice, whether they want to charge for that. If you want to see John Oliver and last week tonight, and you want to see it on your terms, you can subscribe to HBO Max or just Max and use your DVR to record it and watch it at any time you want. You could yep. do that. Or what you prefer to do is I'm kind of now at the mercy of, of Max because I'm not willing to pay for it. I enjoy the content, but I don't want to pay for it. I'll pay for it with the YouTube ads that they force me to watch every eight minutes or whatever it is these days. So we all have a choice in how we want to consume the media that's out there. And and I do think they're kind of figuring it out. So I agree. I don't think anybody should be pissed off at it. Hmm. You are no one is entitled to free entertainment. It's nice. I yeah, I love that. Yeah. But no one's entitled to it. And and we haven't had free entertainment in this country and in any country for decades. You go to movies, you gotta pay to see that, and you get bombarded with 20 minutes of commercials up front. Plus the popcorn is ridiculously expensive if you ever look at the, the percentage of profit. TV has always had a, a form of advertising on it, whether it was, you know, the Texaco uh, Power Hours, you know, or the Milton Borough Hour sponsored by Texaco or actual just commercials in it. This is the next iteration of that. The, the advertising industry is not going away and they'll figure out how to get in front of you. And that's where the eyeballs come in. So all yeah. oh, very good stuff. Really good, interesting stuff, Kirby. But you know, what's even, I, dare I say, I dare, I dare say it. I am daring to say it. What's even more interesting, Kirby, is the fact that we have a supplier that is changing the game in the industry. Not just today, not tomorrow, but they have changed the game since their inception. And of course, I'm talking about our pals over at Bam Bams. They are the made-to-order experts, especially that Bolt line of merchandise that's produced in one week or less with a minimum order quantity of one. Uh, They have made the investment. They purchased a warehouse in Texas to create centralized shipping. That's a three-day ground ship to 90% of the country when you're centrally located like that. And my favorite one, instead of just partnering with a retail brand, they they found Frio coolers and they bought them. They own it. They own the brand, people. That is a game-changing way to approach it. And these things have... Te- hey, mic drop. That's right. Pen drop, mic drop. A promotional product drop. Uh, and these things have tested better than any cooler made by the good folks r- rhyme with Betty. So <laughs> you want to learn how to change the game? Oh, wait, one more. They've changed the game and how to order self-promos. They've made it super easy, super frictionless. Head over to bambamsselfpromo.com. I'm telling you, every time you turn around, it's like, bam, bam, they're changing the game. 